folks of color are always thinking about futures. And I think they're thinking about two different futures simultaneously all the time. In this dystopian present, it seems like more and more folks are seriously considering the possibility of a radical new future. The pandemic and the uprisings against police violence and white supremacy have uprooted the status quo. Changes in day-to-day life have spurred more discussions around broad structural changes to American society, like universal health care, universal basic income, and the abolition of prisons and police. Some people have been envisioning new futures for years and decades. They've been doing work within themselves and in their communities to actualize those futures. In this Southside Weekly series, I talked with five folks who have been doing the work of envisioning a new future since before the pandemic. They are artists, abolitionists, designers, and organizers. In these interviews, we don't talk much about the futures they're imagining. Instead, I ask them about what processes and tools they use to envision new futures. Then, based on their input, I've created prompts for you to do to start to think about what new future you want for yourself and your communities. This episode features Chris Rudd. And I think about my own experience of getting the talk from my parents when I was a a young, young teen, where they taught me how to interact with police. As a Black young man, Chris's parents wanted him to be prepared for the probable future in which he'd encounter police. They gave him different scenarios and the tools necessary to survive those scenarios. The probable future was that I was going to have an interaction with police and based on their experience, it probably wouldn't go well. But at the same time, Chris's parents were working towards an anti-racist, integrated future. A future where Chris didn't have to worry about interacting with police. And they were sharing that vision with Chris, too. My parents were constantly creating realities of integration where, you know, when they made decisions about schooling, about where we lived at, it was about living and being amongst other folks to show me the commonalities that we all had, that we weren't different. And... That reality was then a driver to say, okay, we can create a world where we actually are together all the time. Like, this is not abnormal. Chris believes people of color are always imagining these different futures simultaneously. The probable one, based on trends in the present, and the preferred one. This new existence that will hopefully enable you to live the life that you want. From a young age, Chris experienced this dichotomy between the preferred future and the probable one. Now, Chris works as a designer. He founded Shy by Design, a POC-led Chicago design firm, and he's a faculty member at the Illinois Institute of Technology's Institute of Design. Chris's work is all about envisioning new solutions to societal problems, and he says one of the biggest challenges of envisioning the future is time to just stop and take a second in their busy life to think about a preferred future rather than the probable future. Part of the tactic is using questions that spark people to think about a new future and then giving space for them to actually sit there and consider that question. 
In 2019, Chris led a team from IIT's Institute of Design. They set up a community design studio in Boxville at 51st and Calumet. They wanted to bring the method of design thinking to the Washington Park and Bronzeville communities. To do so, they started with one statement and had folks fill in the blank. And so the statement we started off with was, the future of blank has to be different than the past. The future of blank has to be different than the past. You know, when I crafted that statement, it was to really make people think about what was the most important thing that had to be different for a successful community, for a successful person. Chris was a bit surprised by how challenging people found that question. He says when people saw the statement and were asked to fill in just one blank, they thought hard about it. Every time people saw that, they stopped for a couple minutes and just said, this is like the hardest thing I've ever had to answer. And I think leaving just one blank limited the, the options to be like, it's this, 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 and that. Like you had to really think about what's the most important thing to you in this preferred future. So listener, let's breathe for a moment. If you can, take a deep breath in, then hold that breath for three seconds, and then exhale for three seconds. Listener, in your preferred future, what's one thing that needs to be different? The most important thing. The future of blank has to be different than the past. If you want to read more about the answers people gave to Chris's statement and how the rest of Chris's project went, check out the show notes for this episode. We've posted a link to a write-up of that project. This episode is part of a series on envisioning new worlds. There are five short episodes total, so I encourage you to listen to all of them. You can read the accompanying print piece at southsideweekly.com. Want to share your thoughts on the interviews or the prompts? Call or text 331-308-0773. That number again is 331-308-0773.